What's up guys? This episode we are continuing on the topic of business metrics and last episode we used a tool called Segment to basically track analytics and visits and events that the users took and then send that data over to Segment where Segment would go and send it over to Google Analytics or Mixpanel or Intercom or Segment.io or any other service that you might want to connect. And that is great except sometimes you might need that data inside your own application um, and you don't need those third party things and Ahoy is a good solution for that. So we're gonna take a look at this. It has a very similar API where you basically will install this and you have tracking for visits and events and all of that stuff will be saved to your own database. And then we're gonna be using a tool called Blazor by the same author in order to look at those business metrics and then generate dashboards and graphs so that we can analyze that data in our own database. So let's dive into an example. So the installation of this gem is really straightforward. We need to add the Ahoy Matey gem to our gem file and we also need to add the jQuery Rails gem if you're using Rails 5.1 because this JavaScript does depend upon jQuery. Hopefully that will get factored out so that it's not a requirement, but currently it is and that is A-OK -okay with me. So we'll just go ahead and uh, paste in jQuery Rails and the Ahoy Matey gem and then we'll add bundle to install that. And while that is running, we'll go to our application JS and we will add in the require jQuery and require Ahoy lines to our application JS. That'll give us access to the Ahoy library in our JavaScript so that we can send over events in our JavaScript just like we would do with segment. And you can also do events server side um, like you would do with segment as well. Now there are a ton of backend options to store your data for this. And we're going to use just the standard active record version of this, but you have the ability to store all of this stuff in any of these options, including things like Kafka, which can integrate with some other things very nicely. So we're just gonna do this in our SQL database, but you're free to uh, pass these over to any one of those. Um, and you can build your own with the custom option as well if you wanna do that. So we're gonna run those two commands to install the active record models for that. That's gonna create a migration to um, create a visits model and Ahoy events. And that is where we'll be able to query for the data that it gives us. So we're gonna run um, that. We got RakeDB migrate run. So we now have those two models in our application to use. And we can see those if we look at our app models directory, we have visits. Visits has many Ahoy events and belongs to a user and um, the Ahoy folder has an event uh, and this is basically the table that will uh, track events. So the cool part about this is that anytime someone visits your website, it tracks a couple pieces of data automatically, including the traffic source, location, the technology, and the UTM parameters. So all those things that you would typically see in Google Analytics will automatically be stored in your own database and you'll have access to that using the current visit method. And then for the event side of things, we can give uh, a name and properties to those events so you can track them with JavaScript. You can use the track all method, which uh, is described a little bit more in the ahoy.js repository. And then on the Ruby side, you can use ahoy.track and give it a name and a hash of options to pass over as properties. So those will automatically track those events and 
If you're using Devise or anything that provides current user in the server side aspect of things, that will automatically go and attach the relationship to the user for you and you don't have to set up a single thing that will be taken care of for you automatically. I also want to mention the Ahoy.js repository has a bunch of instructions on the various options that you have for tracking events. So you can do manual tracking by uh, writing that code yourself to call the track method. You can also have it track all events, so all views and clicks. Um, you can have it track views specifically or clicks or submits and so on. All of that is available for you to explore as you want. We're just gonna do the um, manual tracking of events in this example, but feel free to explore that on your own. So we now have access to Ahoy in our application, both server-side and client-side. So if you wanna fiddle with this on the client-side, you can type ahoy.track and you can say, let's create a test event and then send that over and you will see that it will give you a little JSON object back of when it happened, the name of your event, and any extra properties you might have created. And if you go to the server side, uh, we can take a look at that and we'll see that we got a post to slash ahoy slash events, which was automatically handled for us by installing the gem. So it sets up a route for you automatically and starts listening to that and you don't have to do a thing. It will automatically take care of that for you and track those to your database, which is really neat. So if we go into a Rails console, we can say visit.last and that will give us the last visit and it gives us all this information like the user agent, which user ID it was, the browser, um, and it will even do geocoding uh, in the background if you enable that to get you the region, the city, the postal code, all kinds of things, which is awesome so that you can have a good idea of where your users are. So this is great. And then we can also look at the Ahoy events and if we grab the last one here, we'll see that we get that test event in our database that was submitted at the same exact time. Um, and that is all stored for us nicely in our database. So one example might be that you have a e-commerce site and you wanna track whenever a user attempts to add an item to their cart. There may be errors with it or something, but you wanna track that the user actually took an action to attempt to add the item to their cart. So you wanna do that JavaScript side because server side would only happen with the successful ones. Um, the client side is probably where you wanna catch the intention of that. So we're gonna do this in JavaScript. We've got a little link here. It's not really gonna do anything, but we wanna write a little JavaScript so that when you click on this, we track the event with Ahoy and you will be able to drop in the same kind of thing anywhere in your JavaScript um, so that when the user takes an action, you can call Ahoy to save that result in your database. So this is going to be pretty straightforward. Um, we've got in our products show.html erb, we have a little link to where we have an idea of add to cart and data ID for the product ID so we could query that in our database and find the matching product um, for it when we're analyzing this stuff. So with that said, we can go and create a products.js file and I'm just gonna do add event listener uh, for Turbolinks load function and this is going to then basically say we're going to look for the query selector for the idea of add to cart. So we wanna find that link on the page and then um, add event listener to that for the click event and then this function we want to call uh, every single time. So we'll, let's actually say 
pass in the event and then we will console.log e.target here so you can see that we are grabbing the correct element. So if we refresh this page and click on add to cart, we see that we get the link here and that is correct. And so then we should also be able to say data set dot ID to grab that uh, ID attribute. And if we just grab data set, can we get all of those options, DOM string map? So this may work, we'll see. Um, if we were to grab all of the data items on there, it might be nice so that we can pass all of that over to our event directly. So we'll try this out and see if that works. I'm not actually sure. Um, so we'll say track add item to cart, uh, added item to cart. And if we pass in this DOM string map, we may be able to take that and have all those properties automatically passed over. I'm not quite sure we may have to create that JavaScript object uh, ourselves. So let's try it out and see if this works or not. So if we click add to cart now, we get that sent over and we get the properties set to the DOM string map, but we will see in our database side if that actually parsed it out correctly. So let's run Rails console and grab ahoy event.last and we'll see here that our properties includes data or the ID, the data ID of one. And if we were to go modify this in the future and we went to products show HTML or ERB, maybe we wanted to include some other things like we wanted to include the product name here. We could do that. And then if we refresh our page and click add to cart, if we look at our last event, this time it's going to include the name of the product at the time. So generally you don't need to pass that information over. It's useful in some tools like Mixpanel or something where you don't actually have access to the product name um, because it's in your database. So just the IDs are not as useful in something like Segment or Mixpanel. But in these cases, this can be fine to leave out the name because you can always join the products table in your database queries um, and match the ID on that. So these are kind of not as necessary, but you're free to add as many of those things as you want. And by simply passing in the data set, all of that's going to be then transferred over to the Ahoy record in your database and you can analyze those later. So let's talk about analyzing this stuff. And we are going to be using another gem called Blazor for that. I mentioned this previously, but this gives you an awesome way to create charts and dashboards and things like that from your database. And it can even cache these and update them every few minutes and all kinds of good stuff. So let's take a look at implementing this to analyze stuff in our database. So the Blazor gem is pretty straightforward. You just add the gem, you run Blazor install and migrate your database. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to our gem file, add Blazor, then hop into our console and run bundle to install it. And then let's also run Blazor install and rake db migrate. So while those are running, um, we can also grab this mount, which is going to give us the slash blazer URL that we can uh, visit in our routes file. And we'll paste that here at the top. There are some things you can do to make sure that this is authenticated so that only admins can access to it. 
For example, if you're using device, you can authenticate this using authenticate user and then also do the constraint of uh, restricting this to admins only and that's going to authenticate that properly so that only admins can access this URL in your routes file and you can also make it authenticated and that will make sure that it shows up as a 404 in case someone who is not authenticated attempts to go check that URL out. So they won't even know that it exists. Um, so that is how you might do that with device. There are other options for other authentication systems. You can go uh, check out the readme for more instructions on how to do that. And last but not least, there's a couple other options in the readme for the installation that you'll wanna check out. Namely, those are mostly around checks, which are things that you can have run every five minutes or every hour or every day and you can have those things run and basically um, do different queries and give you alerts based upon those things um, and they'll notify you if anything went wrong. So we can now jump into the Blazor dashboard and create new queries and this is awesome because it allows us to create any kind of SQL query we want. So for example, something really simple is we could count the number of users in the users table and we run that and it's going to give us um, uh, from users, run that and it's going to give us a thousand users because that's how many my seeds created. And we can then save this and say users total count or something like that and we can create that. But what's really cool is that if you want to create a new query and you give it some special parameters, it can actually create graphs for you. So I'm gonna paste in a SQL query here that's gonna look a little bit complex, but this was actually mostly generated for me from the group date gem. So if you ever write your own queries in the Rails console, you can actually copy paste those into here. So you can fiddle with it in the Rails console if you're not super familiar with using SQL directly. And then you can take those results from the logs, then you can paste them in here and run something like this, where we get a count by day of the number of new users for each day. So you can see our um, registrations here. These are all simulated, but um, it shows you exactly how many users were created each day and that is really cool because then we could do things for example like set a target line and this gem will allow you to pass in a number as target inside and so if we were to paste in something like this um, and we added that as another select and let's change this to a more reasonable number like 50 then we can have uh, our target line automatically on the graph and it's going to show us well our target um, to get 50 users per day doesn't look like we're hitting that but you can keep track of it easily on here um, just by adding more attributes to your sql query and basically it looks at what you selected out and then generates a different type of chart based upon the types of columns you gave it so if you look at the chart section it will tell you, well, if you give it two or more columns and the first one is a timestamp and any of the other ones are numerical, then it will uh, create a line chart. And the same thing if you do three columns and you do a timestamp, a string, and a numeric, then for example, if you wanted to graph male and female, you can have that um, automatically generate two uh, lines there for you or as many as you have results for that middle column. So that's really cool. And then there are also a bunch of other options. You have column charts, scatter charts, maps, and those will depend upon, uh, you know, if, you, if you're doing a map, it will depend upon passing in 
um, latitude and longitude into your select query, making sure you retrieve those back. And this is also going to depend upon Mapbox, so you're going to need that access token as well set up so that it can render out the map for you. So this is really, really awesome and just gives you a super simple way of getting uh, new user signups per day, for example, getting a graph of this kind of thing um, and saving that. And then this can also run these in the background so that it can cache the results so you don't hit your database constantly. There's some other really cool features like checks, which you can have that, for example, um, if you ran this SQL query and you were looking for any ratings where the user ID is null, um, this can notify you of that and say, hey, there's a bug in your code. We've created a rating in the database with a null user ID and that should never be the case. So that's really awesome because you can then analyze your database and keep track of it and make sure that that stuff is being validated properly, especially when your systems get a lot more complex. There are things that can slip by like this. Um, and so it's awesome to be able to create a check really quickly, just write one line of SQL and then have that automated away for you. Then you can also do some other neat things. For example, you can go into a new dashboard and create a new dashboard. Let's say, let's just make a user's dashboard that would show us the new user signups per day and the total count. And if we hit save, we'll be able to see all of that on the same page. So anytime that we might wanna add another kind of metric for our users, we can throw it on the user's dashboard and that's gonna give us access to viewing all of this information just at a glance. And it's as simple as doing that by creating your queries and then just adding them to a dashboard. So this can be very similar to something like a um, mix panel or something like that where you might want to be creating these dashboards and keeping an eye on your data and your database. But this is really great because you can keep that all internal to your own database and you don't have to implement any other uh, third-party tools that might cost you money unless you need to um, or you get benefit from that. So small applications can benefit from Blazor and Ahoy and they can basically just store all this stuff internally and then you can monitor your business and your database and all of that stuff um, automatically. The last piece is that check. Um, basically, you can create a query. So if your user's total count ever you know, has no results or whatever, any results, you can have this basically uh, monitoring your queries and then sending out an email um, if anything goes wrong. So it's really cool that you can basically go in here and do your business metrics and intelligent stuff um, that you would need to, um, all for free inside your own Rails app. It's really, really easy to set up. So last but not least, I wanna show you in the Ahoy Gems README, there is a section on exploring the data in here, and you can see some example queries. For example, they try to keep track of the search keywords um, for your visits, the countries, referring domains, that sort of thing. And if you were using a chart cake and group date and you wanna put these graphs manually somewhere, you can go ahead and use these, but you can also just drop that stuff into Blazor and you don't have to include chart cake or group date yourself really. Um, this stuff is gonna be available in Blazor as long as you can write that SQL query yourself. Um, but you can include group date to help you generate those queries and then just copy paste and drop them into Blazor and make sure you have the ordering for your graphs right and you'll be good to go. So this is really nice and then you can do all kinds of things like if you associate orders to visits, 
then you can have, uh, you can see what orders by city and all that kind of thing that Amazon would certainly be interested in seeing, you know, who purchases what and what city. That stuff's gonna be really interesting. And you have the ability as well to create funnels and see basically all the users who did this action and then this one and then this one. And you can see how that shrunk each step of the way and that is your funnel. And you can graph those out as well in, uh, in bar charts or whatever and easily see that information there too. So the cool part about all these gems is that they can allow you to do all your business metrics internally in your own Rails app so you don't have to pay for some of those external tools until you really need to use them. Um, and a lot of small businesses and applications can benefit from this and you have access to all of your data in-house and it's really easy to query and analyze and do all of that stuff. And that's generally been the problem with trying to track it in-house. It's not easy to generate graphs or whatever, but Blazor and Ahoy and GroupDate and Chartkick make that all extremely easy so you don't have to worry about a lot of that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you in the next one. Peace.